Good evening. This seems to be a regular nightly occurrence, and that is how it shall be until I miss a night. How about that? We're just going to keep going and going and going until we're gone. I wanted to try something new. This is new, okay? I don't know if this is going to work. I feel a little vulnerable doing this because I... All the songs I plan to share with you right now are absolutely, you know, like songs that I that are near and dear to me. Not near and dear to me, but like songs that I love, songs that I appreciate. And uh, well, I think what we need to do is we need to we need to start somewhere else. And the, the place that we need to start is we need to take a look at songs and what they are and what they are capable of doing you know and you know songs are really interesting right a song is a bunch of notes that are that come together in a certain way and what they do is and it's not just notes it's also lyrics and melody all of these things that aren't tangible like they don't physically exist. The instruments that create the songs physically exist, but the songs themselves do not physically exist. They are manifestations of the people playing the instruments. Uh, it's something that you can hear, but it's not something you can see and it's not something you can touch. It's something that you can hear and it's something that you can feel. And it's and another interesting part of it is that like you have to imagine that like where do these songs like exist when they're not being played? That's what's crazy. You know, like they, they just, it's like an invocation. That's what I'm trying to get at. A song is an invocation. It's a, um, it's a spell. It's uh, it's, it's a summoning. You are summoning something. When you play a song, you play a song, you know, it's funny. They say that, you know, there's a lot of things that, that can act as time machines, but, you know, smell the set, your sense of smell can take you back to something. You could watch a movie and that could, you know, remind you of something, but there's something about music that triggers. It just triggers a certain time or a certain place or a certain feeling in your life. And what I've noticed is you have to be careful about, you know, summoning those feelings and emotions I, I guess maybe there are some songs that'll always do it every time. I find that you can only take them out at certain times. Cause if you, if you listen to them over and over and over and over again, when you don't feel a certain way, then the songs lose that initial meaning that they once had. Uh, if that makes any sense. Um, what, what brought me to tonight's subject in part is uh, a quote from a
he goes through a breakup. Uh Uh-oh. Oops. Sometimes that happens. Hi. Hello. Back again. Where did I lose you? Um, What I was saying is Rob Gordon, played by John Cusack, he is the protagonist of the, the film. And he talks to the camera in, and he breaks the, the fourth wall. The fourth wall is, it's literally me talking to you. That's, that's the fourth wall, talking to the audience, whatever audience is out there. And he says this quote, and I, it's just so true about music in general and the sort of thesis slash you know, impetus for doing this video, which is titled, what did I call this video? 13 songs about love, romance, and heartache. Yeah, that's pretty accurate. So Rob says the following, what came first, the music or the mis- or the misery? Sorry, Rob says, what came first, the music or the misery? People worry about kids playing with guns or watching violent videos, that some sort of culture of violence will take them over. Nobody worries about kids listening to thousands, literally thousands of songs about heartbreak, rejection, pain, misery, and loss. Did I listen to the pop music because I was miserable or was I miserable because I listened to the pop music? And it's like this weird sort, it's like this weird, like uh, philosophical question. It's like a modern day philosophical question. That's probably based on some ancient Greek f- philosophy that we're not aware of, but this is the modern version, uh, the 20 year old version. And I love that notion. Did I listen to the pop music because I was miserable? Or was I miserable because I listened to the pop music? And I tend to think that it's both. You know, the one one folds into the other, right? Like, I'm not feeling really good. I'm going to take out these sad songs. or I'm going to take out these songs and I'm going to make myself feel worse. You know, so in a way, music ends up becoming like, you know, music can be therapeutic, uh, but music can also be have the same place that a drug has. You know, it uh, makes us feel a certain way to achieve uh, some sort of catharsis, you know, real or imagined, you know, or or was I miserable because I listen to pop music? So, hey, I'm happy go lucky. But then when I put on this song, it summons it's an invocation of all these memories and feelings from my past. And now I'm feeling miserable. So what's the what's the solution? Don't listen to the don't listen to those songs if you don't want to feel bad. You know, um, it's just interesting how it's like a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Uh, it's not a vicious cycle. It's like it's you know what it is. It is so part of the human condition. This is literally what the human condition is. You know, I'm really happy. I'm going to listen to something that makes me really sad. I'm really sad. Um. <laughs> I'm really sad, so I'm going to listen to the pop music to make me feel sadder. You know, it just it goes it goes around and round and round. Uh, DLW says misery came first, and man needed to tell his tale. Hundreds of years later, the circle is yet to close. Yes, <laughs> it's still open. It's an open circuit. But I love that. I love that quote, and I love that idea. What came first, the music or the misery? Pop music because I was miserable or miserable because I listened to the pop music. Uh, In any case, I have decided to use that as a springboard to think up 
um, to, to make a, a playlist that I will put in the comments when this is done. It's going to be a Spotify playlist, and it is going to be, a pl- I guess it's 13 songs. So it's 13 songs about heartache, about, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what I wrote here. It's going to be 13 songs about love, romance, and heartache. But the key is that, you know, it's not like happy-go-lucky per se. It's also uh, kind of sad, a little sad, a little miserable, a little sort of uh everything in between maybe maybe some of these songs are completely miserable and some of them are uh pseudo romantic you know something like that um yes i love that track maimed happiness on the, from the from the new york dolls uh reunion um by the way we had steve conti on the show um so we're going to yeah that'll be a fun that'll be a fun episode Sith Lord Jaws says, ain't no mis- mystery while I'm in misery and hell. Uh, that might be for a different reason. I, All right, so here it is. I'm going to go through this. This is 13 songs that, here, we're going to have to share this. It's 13 songs. Um, let's start here. I'm going to start here with Love Song. Now, this is kind of this is kind of a weird song to choose because this is a, actually was the song that I this was like my wedding song with my wife. Um, so we, you know, th- this song can kind of go two ways. I I think that it's both a romantic song. It's like both like a romantic love song, but it's also could it could also be a song about longing and missing someone. It kind of both. We um we actually danced to a cover of this song. It wasn't the actual love song by The Cure. Uh, and it's like uh, the lyrics are, whenever I'm alone with you, you make me feel like I am home again, uh, you know, whole again, uh, however far. But, but at the same time, whoever this uh, person is writing about is saying that um, that or they're 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 professing how they feel about a person when they're around, but they're not around. Uh, they actually might be really far away, or it sounds like they might be far away because they, in the chorus, they say, however far away, I will always love you. However long I stay, I will, I will always love you. So it's a song that's always professing. It's always about professing love. It's a, it's a song that's about unconditional love, I guess, but it's, um, it, I don't know. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit bitter sweet. And I wish we could actually play the song right now but uh this video would probably get taken down so i'm not going to do that uh so i guess we'll just i figured we just look look at the lyrics um but i mean and that's the thing too you know half of it the thing that half of what invokes feeling about you know uh music is you know the lyrics can make you feel a certain way and the music can make you feel a certain way and sometimes it's the music not the lyrics, and sometimes the lyrics, not the music. And sometimes you can have a weird juxtaposition where you have really sad, depressing lyrics and really uh, sort of uh, happy-go-lucky music and vice versa. Okay, so that's our first song is Love Song by The Cure. Check it out. Um, up next, we have, all right, this track, I I guess I'm just going to go down the line. I might put the 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 mix in uh, in a different order. This next song is by just a band I absolutely adore called the Buzzcocks, and the song is called 
lipstick. Now, it was very hard not to go with ever falling in love with someone you shouldn't have fallen in love with because that is a really, really great song. But it's very cliche. I feel like a lot of people know this song. Uh, people don't know Lipstick is more of a deep cut off of Singles Going Steady, which is like one of my favorite compilations ever in the history of the world. And it's a very simple uh, like concept. And, you know, part of what invokes the emotion, it's not really the lyrics. It's more of the music. The music almost seems to be telling a story. It tells a story without words. It, it, it really does. Um, you get a sense of longing and regret in the hook. It's just a really, really well done uh, song just beautifully written by Peter Shelley. And the lyrics are, when you kiss me, does the lipstick on your lipstick on my face? It's kind of like a, an alliteration. When you kiss me, does the lipstick on your lipstick on my face? Will you miss me in your dreams? Does your lover have my face? Oh, when you kiss me. And then like the guitar goes down, 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 down. And it almost feels like a, like a funeral procession in a weird kind of way it's the morning and in the morning is it dawning on me too i know warning just a condolence card to tell me that we're through ah uh, it's the morning and then like the you get the um you get the ascending the ascending guitar riff down 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 and it's just really great man it's just a really really great song and again you really have to think about what that means when you kiss me does the lipstick on your lip stick on my face which seems kind of like a snotty silly little like nothing almost as if you know does your affection stay with me when you kiss me or does my affection for you remain when you kiss me um when you miss me and then when you miss me when i'm not around in your dreams does your lover have my face so when the other person is dreaming, does their lover have my face? And I don't know about you, but in my life personally, you know, um, whatever the situation may be. And, you know, I have a lot of unrequited heartbreak sort of situations, if I'm being honest. And, you know, I, I've definitely like dream. I've had those dreams. I've totally had those dreams, you know, where um, you just dream that you're, you're, you're with someone and you wake up and they're not, and you wonder, have they dreamed about me too? Am I the only one? And so that's why I really keyed in on this song. I just think it's a really great sort of um, uh, song. Uh, David Lee Rath says, cold, cold rain better be on this list from me. Um, but it's not, but I will not disappoint you there. there you will not be disappointed. There is, Something on this list. I'm not going to, I'm going to leave it as a surprise. So that is Lipstick by the Buzzcocks. Everybody check out this song. I love it, love it, love it so much. Um, really, really sort of gushy, love, you know, sad, miserable song. It's great. That, that's the theme here. It's not just about, it's not just love songs. It's love songs that, you know, cause heartache too. Has to be like a combination of both. Um, okay. This next one is a classic a classic classic uh, covered by Sublime. They do a great cover. As a matter of fact, it was the last song that Bradley Noel ever, uh, Bradley Noel ever performed live um, on, on the night, the night before he died. It's called hope by the descendants on Milo goes to college. And um, it's just a, a great snotty teenage angst song. 
Um, and it tells, it tells a bit of a story. Why can't you see that you tortured me? You are already thinking about someone else. When he comes home, you'll be in his arms and I'll be gone. But I know my day will come. I know someday I'll be the only one. And that's the hope. The hope is that one day you'll see me for who I am and what I've always done for you. And it's kind of like the, I guess it's a little cringy in terms of like, it's kind of like, that's the friend. It's like the friend zone kind of guy who is just like going to just stand by and wait, like get your, get your yayas out. And someday you'll, you'll come running back to me. You know that I will be the only one. Um, he says, so now you wait for his spark. You know, it will turn you on. He's going to make you feel the way you want to feel. But when he starts to lie, when he makes you cry, you know, I'll be there. So I'm always going to be there for you. You're going to go off with this guy because he gives you a spark. But, you know, when uh, someday that that's all going to end, that's going to dissipate. And I'm still going to be here and you're going to you're going to love me. Call me selfish. Call me what you like to think it's right to want someone for all, you know, for all your own and not to share her love. Cause I'll have it my way. You won't have a say anyway, cause I've got you, you don't stand a chance. So, I mean, you can look at that, especially by today's standards as like kind of cringe, a little cringy, but, um, you know, back then again, that's just like eighties. It's just like an eighties mentality, like, a like, a um, uh, just teenage again, I, I just sum it up with teenage angst. Rue Morg wants to know if Here Comes Your Man by the Pixies is on this list. And I know why you would think that, Rue, but Here Comes Your Man is actually about a boxcar hobo, and it is not on my list for that reason. However, there may be a Pixie song on this list, and its uh, I think it will definitely please. And like I said, Rue, if you're just joining us, there will be a playlist of all these songs on Spotify. I'm going to put it in the comments when I'm done here. So you can sit and listen to some of these songs if you haven't already. Um, I just love that, but I love, I just love the the lyrics here. Uh, it, it's great. <laughs> so now you wait for his cock, you know, it will turn you on. He's going to make you feel the way you want to feel. Um, as if I'm running towards this guy because he makes me feel a certain way. You don't make me feel a certain way, but what I have or what I want to have with you uh, is deeper than whatever you're going to get from this guy, his cock, his spark, whatever, um, because he's going to start to lie and he's going to make you cry, but I'll still be here. I'll be waiting for you. My day will come. I'm going to wait. And I have hope that my day will come. So now you want perfection. I see your self-destruction. And you know, it, the, there's like the snottiness of the, of the author, of the point of view of the, of who's singing the song, not Milo. I'm just saying the guy, the guy in this, in this story, um, that he just seems to know, he thinks he knows what's best for this girl instead of letting this girl figure out what she needs for herself. So he's saying, now you 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 want perfection. I see your self-destruction as if like he has some sort of uh, greater insight than she does. And that's what, you know, every, you know, every like angsty, snot-nosed, you know, teenage kid um, like like feels that way in one point or another but this like idea of like eternal hope, I'm not giving up. And when you've had enough, you'll take your bruised little head and you'll come running back to me. You know that I'm going to be the only one. Now there is like, the song is a little creepy, cringy and whatnot, but you know, there does, there's not like maybe in terms of like the idea of like, I need to possess you. 
you could look at it like that. That part is being cringy. Um, but there, there is some like sort of like romantic, a little romantic, like sort of chivalrous, at least by 80s standards of like, I, I just, I, I want to be with you. I, um, I'll never let you down and you just don't know what you want yet. And what you want is me, I guess. I don't know. I don't know, but it's a great song. And like I said, if you were a teenager and you ever had your heart broken, you definitely have listened to this song and you're into punk rock. You've definitely come across this song and it's just a great song. By the way, I just want to clarify the, the these are not the best love songs about love and heartache and, and, and uh, romance. These are just, 13 songs about these things. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying here. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. We're just going to go down the line. And for DLW, if he's still here in the comments, we we do have a Danzig song. Um, I, I think this is one of the saddest, most romantic uh, songs Glenn has ever written. I think it's a very vulnerable song that comes from a very, very, very deep place you know, uh, in his mind and his psyche. This is Glenn lifting the veil, the black veil, man. Uh, it's Sestina's by Danzig. Take my hand. You'll never find another quite like mine. But if you look, you'll see that I'm the only one. I do doom lost my soul deep inside. <laughs> um, I think this song is so sad. It's so sad, it's so beautiful, melancholy. I think it's very romantic. I think it's um it's about loneliness and it's about uh he's saying, take my hand, you're never gonna find another quite like mine. So it's the same sort of sentiment as uh descendants hope. But it's more like uh, it's uh, it's almost like take my hand like I'm going to like like so that we can, you know, join join me. Take my hand. You'll never no find another quite like mine. Like we are the same. We are kindred spirits. Uh, and then it's and then uh, you'll see that I'm a lonely one and then explaining why he's a lonely one. Uh, I lost my soul deep inside. I lost my soul. And it's so black and cold. So take my hand so that we can be together. And then it's a uh, Sistine smile and Sistine, I think is a religious saint of some kind. Uh, you'll never know the trap it's set. And if you did, you'll never look into its eyes. Uh, I, I mean, we could sit there and really dissect that. I'm not going to, but I think it's, there's something very um, haunting and tragic. You'll never know the trap it's set. And if you did, you'll never look into its eyes. Um, the sun don't shine, the wind won't blow when you go hide without your love. I'm lonely deep inside. Could you imagine Glenn Danzig singing that? Without your love, I'm lonely deep inside. And the the song is very invocative of um uh, what's his face? Um uh dude, um Roy Orbison. That I mean it's just Roy Orbison to a T. The lyric is the 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 arrangement. It just feels like a purely a Roy Orbison song. I would have loved to hear Roy Orbison do this song, you know. Um, and it's just beautiful. The lyrics are repetitive, simple, to the point, that sort of thing. Um, so that's that's our, our fourth song out of our 13 songs. Okay, this next one is a real deep cut, but if you're a fan of this guy and his band, 
you will appreciate the song and um, a somber day for the gentleman in question uh, who fronted this band. It wasn't written by him, but he definitely sang it for this band. Uh, he just lost his son today. Uh, so uh, keep uh, Nick Cave in your prayers. That's the second son that has passed away. Uh, just really, really sad and tragic situation to lose two children. Man, he's got four kids. He lost two of them. I mean, so much, so much, uh, so much loss, man. He doesn't deserve it. It's just so sad. Um, but okay, so this song is from a band called The Boys Next Door. The Boys Next Door eventually evolved into the birthday party. Same, pretty much the same lineup. And eventually, the birthday party somewhat evolved into the bad seeds, like half of the bad seeds, Nick Cave and the bad seeds. Uh, uh, folded into the uh, folded out of the birthday party. Uh, the guy who wrote this song, he wrote this song when he was 16 years old. His name is uh, uh, Roland S. Howard. I think he's Australian. Yeah, he's an Australian guy. They're all Australian. And he wrote this song, uh, and he hated this song. It's called Shivers, and it's from an album called Door Door by the boys next door. And um, Nick Cave is very dismissive of this band. They they really they're they're all hopped up on the birthday party, but they're very dismissive of the Boys Next Door. I don't understand why. I love the Boys Next Door. This whole album, Door Door, like it's called Door Door, from top to bottom is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal record. Uh, DLW says he's not a a big Nick Cave guy, but Rock of Gibraltar is a great one from the list. Super bittersweet. Uh, I can I DLW do me a favor have an open mind and listen to shivers it is it's a hot this song is haunting and it makes me here's what this song makes me think of like you know sometimes you listen to a song and the music tells a story I don't know maybe it's just some people like myself I imagine I can write a story to a song with no lyrics. I could just think of the story just comes to me. And this is a story uh, about a, a person being reunited with someone that they loved after they die um, in the music. I can't explain it. The song is haunting. Uh, haunt, there's, I wish there was a, a, a more extreme word than haunting for how haunting this song was. And, you know, the, the, the author, Roland S. Howard, he's very dismissive of this song because it's something that he wrote when he was 15, 16 years old. And he just kind of looks at it as like, again, snotty teenage angst and doesn't see it for the masterpiece that it is. Yet this is the song that like he was most known for and that he would play for the rest of his life. I believe he died in 2009. Um, it's a beautiful, beautiful song, beautiful song. Uh, that is true. Uh, a lot of Nick Cave songs are haunting. And I have a sort of a theory about Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Nick Cave, that a lot of people are not going to like really just Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. And it's not all Bad Seeds. It's some Bad Seeds. I'm not going to talk about it here, but let's just say uh, they're basically like the gothier version of a band that is really, really hated in the jam band scene. And if you can guess what band I'm referring to, then you get five tokens, whatever that means. Uh, I'm not going to get into it because that's very controversial. But I was listening. I'm just going, God, like why? It's it's interesting how people don't like this band, but they love this band. I guess it has to do with image and looking cool. Because sonically, 
I don't, there's nothing that this band, one band from this jam band scene, there's nothing that they're doing that, that Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds is not doing. I mean, they have some, I just, I don't know. I just think it's semantics. But the lyrics are just about a guy uh, who is like really haunted by this girl who sends shivers down his spine. And no, it is not fish. It is not fish. We're not going to play the guessing game, but it's not fish. Um, cause then I have to explain myself and I don't feel like explaining the whole thing now we're, we're doing this. Well, another time we'll talk about it. Um, but he says, I've been contemplating, you know, the S word, but it really doesn't suit my style. So I think I'll just act bored instead and contain the blood I would have shed. Is there anything more snotty and like teenage than that? You know, like at, you know, when you're overly dramatic at a really young age, I was very overly dramatic. Uh, at the age of 15, 16. I was also a, a, a nightmare, uh, but that's another story for another day. She makes me feel so ill at ease. My heart is really on its knees. I mean, these these lyrics are both really, really deep and timeless, but also really kind of goofy. Uh, but again, when you hear it with the music, it just all comes together. It's it's beautiful. That My favorite, this is my favorite line. But I keep a poker face so well. That even I can't do it. That even mother couldn't tell. So I keep a poker face so well that even mother couldn't tell. Isn't that so relatable when you're feeling a certain way inside and you have to hide it from everybody? So you put a you put a a a mask on, and you're just you're just trying to, you know, hide it from everybody. And I'm putting a poker face on so well that not even mother could tell. And that's how deeply I feel for this girl. Uh, yeah, Jake, it really sad, right? About Nick Cave, super, super sad. Second, second child that hap- that that has happened. I, I just, my heart goes out to him and his family. Truly, he says. But my baby's so vain, she is almost a mirror, and the the sound of her name sends a permanent shiver down my spine. Uh, he says, I keep her photograph against my heart for in my life, she plays a starring part, all alcohol and cigarettes. There is no room for cheap regrets. And I could just imagine I was not into this song when I was like, you know, again, like 14, 15, 16 years old. But if I had been like, this would have been my song and I would have just listened to it, uh, listened to it constantly. I, I love this song. She makes me feel so ill at ease. My heart is really on its knees. And again, that line, this line, but I keep a poker face so well um, that even mother couldn't tell. I mean, what a what a what a beautiful line that is. Um, and that's called Shivers by Door Door uh, by the boys next door, which would turn into the birthday party, which would turn into the bad seeds. Uh, check that out. OK, that's our next song. We're moving on. OK, I do not like this next band. I'm not a fan of them. I you know, I mean, we all go through that phase in middle school where we listen to them when you're like getting into like classic rock. But in general, I fa- always found these guys super overrated. Uh, but this song has always stood out to me as just a beautifully romantic song. Um, it's kind of angsty because it's about, you know, wanting, you know, it's about telling this girl, you know, baby, I love you. You know, all these tears, I cry, please, you know, please come back to me, this sort of thing. And that song is called Dire Maker by Led Zeppelin. So Led Zeppelin is kind of, the, they're very talented, but they're 
they're also the world's ultimate cover band, right? Um, and that's a, a whole other topic for a another day. Uh, but this is a beautiful song. It's super romantic. Uh, oh, 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 you don't have to go. And it's kind of like a reggae. There's like a reggae. I guess why I like it is because it has this like reggae vibe to it. All those tears I cry, all those tears I cry. Baby, please don't go. When I read the letter you wrote me, it made me mad, mad, mad. When I read the words that it told me, it made me sad, sad, sad. But still, I love you so I can't let you go. So the the, the words are not what make the song so great. It's really the music. It's the reggae, like, it's just the whole vibe of the song, the, 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 the musicality of the song that just really gives it this very romantic sort of feel. And it's a song that you can like, it's a song that you can, you can um, be heartbroken to, or like, it's a song like, Oh my God, I just like met this person and I'm really, really into them. And I just want to like, you know, be alone with them wherever on a couch or something in my dorm or whatever. And like, listen to this song and just enjoy, you know, being together, you know, that moment of infatuation where there literally is no, nothing else in the world. There's no other place you'd rather be, but with that person face to face feeling the, the exchanging of energy. Uh, I get that vibe from this song. So this song is not so um, heart. There's not a lot of heartache in this song. I think, even though it is a song of heartache, uh, it kind of can, it can kind of exist in both, in both kind of ways. I really like it though. Really, really like it a lot. Uh, even though I'm not a big fan of Led Zeppelin, but that's what it's all about, man. It's not about like, Oh, I can't, I, I don't like Led Zeppelin. So therefore I can't like songs. It's very possible to not like a band and like a song or like us, like a song and not like a band, you know, whatever, vice versa and verse visa. <laughs> Let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, we are sponsored by riotstickers.com. As you can see here, if you need to print up stickers, all you got to do is go to riotstickers.com. Look what they've printed up for us. They gave us, they printed up. We got buttons. We got bottle openers. We got magnets all printed up by riotstickers.com. They sent us a nice care package. Here's some stickers. I'm a big, big fan of riotstickers.com, and I love that they power our channel. Look at the banner they printed behind me. We're currently doing a contest right with, uh, we're doing a contest with them. You can see the link right at the top of the of the chat it's there um and all you got to do is just uh sign up you sign up it's free to enter okay you're gonna get 20 custom shirts with whatever design you want on them that's right 20 free custom shirts with free shipping just make sure that you sign up for the contest uh and also we are still running the promotion that we had been doing um check out the special sticker deal that we are doing use the promo code from us for 50% off. That's down in the description below. We got to watch our little video. It's going to take us 60 seconds and we will be right back. We're going to take a 60 second break. Thank you. Hi, I'm a guy from riotstickers.com, the merch company known for being the bomb. Do you hate going to work, but like getting paid? Do you hate snow, but want to make sweet, sweet love to a snowman? That was unexpected. All right, what about this? Do you hate paying for stuff, but like having custom t-shirts? You are in luck. We can't help with the snowman thing. That's probably going to take a therapist, but riotstickers.com is giving you a chance to win a free order of custom shirts. And entering is easier than like making sweet, sweet Get her out of here. 
<clears throat> All you have to do is simply go to riotstickers.com slash win and enter your name and email address. Riot Stickers will have a random drawing to pick a winner. So head to riotstickers.com slash win for your chance to win free custom shirts. And be sure to check out other custom merch while you're there because it is the bomb. Riotstickers.com, Riotstickers, we are the bomb. And we are back. So we just, that was Led Zeppelin. Dire Maker was was up on here. Boy, you guys got me all wrong. You thought, DLW thought I was going to go with Tangerine. No, that is not the case. I love the very loose solo on this one. Yeah, it is a very loose solo, but it's a great solo. One of the great Jimmy Page solos that's just not talked about enough. Dire Maker. Um, Okay, next one. We talked very recently about King Kong and the Barbecue Show. Love these guys. Two dudes, right, uh, with guitars. And one of the dudes sits down and sits down and he plays rhythm guitar while playing the drums with his feet. They're called King Kong and the Barbecue Show. Uh, this is from their third album called Invisible Girl. And it's track number three. It's called I'll Be Loving You. And the thing about King, King Kong and the Barbecue Show are actually really popular right now on TikTok and Instagram with uh, their song. Um, I forget what the song is. Down, 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 down. Um, but they come out of uh, they come out of like the the modern uh, garage rock scene, and they are phenomenal. They have four albums out, and they're working on a fifth right now. I am a big, big fan. Oh, my man Ben knows the album. Ben, you get 10 extra cool points for knowing this album. Uh, I am a big King Kong Barbecue Show fan. I've seen them live twice. Uh, they're actually coming. They're going to be here in, I think, September. Definitely going to try and see them again. Uh, and I just love everything about them. I, I really, really do. This song is probably their best song. It's called I'll Be Loving You. And I'm not going to. Baby, I can see the blue moon in your eyes. And when you cry, stars fall from the sky. Something like that. Darling, take upon my misery. My heart reflects the love as I fall apart. I mean, I really want to just play the song and I can't do that. Uh, That was really embarrassing that I just sang that. I'll be loving you. I'll be loving you. But it's just a song. Uh, you know, about missing someone and, you know, baby, I will let you think I'm missing her. I will tell no lie what I did wrong. Darling. Oh, it's about, it's also about like, you know, uh, getting someone back and that I'll always be loving you. Uh, I'll be loving you. It's white and so blue. I thought you were breaking too. I'm in love with you now, now, now. Tell me what about this burning pain? I'll get you back, my love. It's not a game. The melody is so friggin' great, too, man. Um, it's just great. And I'm sorry for butchering the song. It's why I turned so blue. I thought you were breaking, too. I love it. I just really love it. Baby, I can see the blue moon in your eyes. And when you cry, and when you cry, my love, I fall from the sky. And um, yeah, they kind of got this like dirty doo-wop garage rock duo thing. Just check them out. Ben, Ben in the comments knows what's up. He's saying, um, he's saying that they're so good and uh King Kong and the shrines are stupendous. Jake Bailey thought I was gonna go with whole lot of love. He 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 always thought whole lot of love was romantic. Um, hey, to to each his own, Jake. To each his own. 
Um, I, I just love this song. Okay, I was a little wrong about what it's about, actually. Uh, but again, this is one of those songs. It's not about the lyrics for me. It's about the melody and the chorus and just the yeah the vocal melody and the hook. And it's sung by Mark Sultan, aka the Barbecue King Kong. He's the um, he's one guy, and he has his own band called King Kong and the Shrines. While Mark, he does his solo thing as a one man band with the with the the, the foot drumming, and he does um, what's it called? Um, he calls himself Barbecue King Kong of the Barbecue Show. Can't recommend this enough. Uh, such a great love song. Um, I would say I would put this in like the positive love uh, category. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful song. Two guitars, one drums. That's it. Okay, up next. All right, this song is primarily known as a drug song. However, I always thought of it as a love song, not a drug song. And we'll talk about the over, uh, the overlapping similarities I almost went with a different Lou Reed song. I almost went. I'm going to tell you what I almost went with. I almost put the kids on here. And it's not really a love song unless you count the fact that the kids are, you know, the love for your children. You could also put, you could also do the bed. But these are literally the most depressing songs that were ever written by a human being. If you want to be utterly depressed for the rest of your life. Just go listen to the album Berlin by Lou Reed. It is, it might be one of the saddest, most tragic, like uh, downtrodden albums. Who knew that words and melody could uh, just like rip your heart out of your chest in the worst kind of way where you just need uh, uh, an, an intravenous IV of, of Prozac to make you feel happy again. Uh, that's what, that's what that does to you. So I did not pick, um, the kids, um, which actually has recordings of kids crying and screaming for their mother, not screaming, but crying for their mother. It's the most heart wrenching sound. Like I can't even think about it. It's making me like, it's literally like, I'm like getting nauseous just thinking about it. It's, it's that, it's that upsetting to me. Instead, I picked Perfect Day by Lou Reed off of his seminal work, Transformer. Transformer is, and you know what I could have picked too? Satellite of Love is a really, really great song. Uh, but I picked Perfect Day, which is about heroin. It's about uh, just a perfect day, drink sangria in the park, and then later when it gets dark, we go home. Just a perfect day, feed animals in the zoo, then later a movie too, and then home. He's describing what, is just a, a, you know, a, a lovely time in the park, but you know, it sounds like he's, he's singing about possibly about a girl, but he's really talking about being on heroin. Oh, it's such a perfect day. I'm glad I spent it with you. And the thing is, here's the thing. I think one of the most powerful drugs in the world is love. Love is one of the most intoxicating, powerful, um, Feelings of, you know, the the endorphins, the dopamine that you get from love, from feeling loved. And sometimes the lengths one will go to to get to that feeling. I mean, it's got to be comparable to, you know, um, dr a drug, you know. So in that way, I'm not saying that I'm not comparing that to heroin. And I myself have never done heroin, so I'm not uh, qualified to speak on it. However, I think that the metaphor of, of love being like heroin makes Perfect Day a perfect song for this list. Just a perfect day, problems all left alone. 
Weekenders on our own. It's such fun. Uh, and then, of course, this line, which is what happens, you know, when you meet someone and whether it's an infatuation or love, just a perfect day, you make me forget myself. I thought I was someone else, someone good. I love that. That is such a, what a gut punch that you feel like such, and that's unhealthy love. There's many different types of love. You know, um, I think like healthy love means that you can compliment someone else, but that you remain whole and intact and, you know, that you have a healthy sort of opinion of yourself. I think that's very important in a relationship and love. You need to have a good feeling about yourself. And in this idea is that the love that you feel for someone else uh, makes you forget yourself, forget who you are as if you're somebody who's just such a piece of shit that when I'm with you, I can forget that I'm a piece of shit just for a little while. And I can think that I'm actually something good because you're something good. And if you like me, then maybe I'm something good too. I mean, that is really, really, really like uh trippy, uh, uh, poisonous thinking, you know, and then at the end it says, you're going to, you're going to reap just what you sow. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of ways to interpret that, you know, that, that, you know, if you continue, if you continue getting loaded in this way, it's going to destroy your life. I don't know. There's a, just a lot of, there's a lot of ways to to take that line apart. Mom Longoria says, the idea or feeling of love can be addictive, very much so. Thank you, Ben. Ben says it's a great choice. It, um, it is. It's definitely. It's a powerful drug. Love can be a powerful drug. Love makes people do crazy things. They say that love is a madness. Oh my God! Do you know what's? Oh God! We have. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have to add. We're going to have a bonus cup song because I just realized I forgot the most important song. Oh man. How could I forget that song? Um, it is a really powerful song that kind of connects to what we're talking about right now. Uh, I'm going to leave it as a surprise. I don't want you guys to know about it. It's a beautiful song, beautiful, beautiful song, uh, trippy song, emotional song. We'll get there. We'll get there. That'll be our bonus song. Okay. This next one is really sad. This is a sad, romantic. Um, uh, <laughs> this is a sad, romantic um, uh, song of heartache. Uh, it's a cover and it's by the band called X and it's from their third album under the big black sun produced by Ray Manzarek from the doors um, came out in 82. I love this album so much so so much do i love this album and this song uh it's originally by lead belly and it's called dancing with tears in my eyes and it's it's a beautiful song it's really really sad and the way that x does it the original version by lead belly is um very it's more like a waltz i think it's more like dun 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 Dancing with tears in my eyes Cause the girl in my arms isn't you doom, doom, doom. And he does it with an acoustic guitar 
um, dancing with somebody new. But the way that uh, X does it, they do it. It's a whine. They, they sort of whine it when they sing it. Dancing with tears in my eyes because the girl in my arms isn't you. Dancing with somebody new when it's you that my heart's calling to. And then I'm trying to smile once in a while, but I found it wouldn't do. So it's dancing with tears in my eyes because the girl in my arms isn't you. I love these lyrics that sort of like they do like a little bit of like alliterative wordplay, like they invert things. A another example of this was an earlier track, the second track we took a look at by the Buzzcocks, Lipstick. In your dreams, does your lover have my face? Because the girl in my arms isn't you. It's just they're kind of similar. You have to like do a little extra like sort of uh, thinking brain power um, to sort of uh, 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 do that. Ooh, good, good call right there. Um, you're talking about wild horses. Oh man. We also forgot about, uh, oh man, there's another one. There's another one. How could I, how could I have forgotten this song? Damn. I am really, I, I am just like, I am out of it today. I am out of it today. Um, let's see if I can find it. We have to cover that one too. Oh man, that is too good. Yeah, I found it. All right, cool. Um, Cool, cool, cool. I found it. That 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 works. Wild Horses by Sundays. Don't know if it's a long start or not, but it really hit me very hard. Is that a cover of Wild Horses by um the Rolling Stones? Or did that come first? I don't I don't know. I do not know. Oh, you say it's a cover. Didn't know that was a lead belly. Uh, that was Lead Belly, great X cover. Yes, Archduke Ramon. That is correct. That is originally a Lead Belly song. Go check out the Lead Belly original. Right, the Rolling Stone song, another great song. It did not make my list, but that is absolutely fits the tone. However, there is a lyric that does use Wild Horses that we are going to cover. Uh, really, it's better than the original. I'm going to check it out. Who did you say it was? It's by a band called The Sundays. Okay, I'm listen, I'm writing that down because I want to hear The Sundays cover Wild Horses. Oh, man. Um, Wild Horses by the Sundays. Very cool. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Um, Skin Carver. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Skin Carver, get out of here. Get out of here. Not to mess up your flow, but speaking of unhealthy love, what about uh, something I can never have by Nine Inch Nails? You know, I'm not familiar with the song, but I will uh, check it out. I I'll counter you. How about this Nine Inch Nails song, uh, Perfect Drug? Ooh, there you go. There you go. Um, Motorcycle by Iggy Pop. Super. I'm going to check that out, too. What, what album is Motorcycle on? Cause I'm a big Iggy guy and I'm not, I don't know if is that, what is that on like uh instinct or something? All right. In any case, let's get back to this song. So it's, it's a very simple, it, they turn this waltz into almost, it's almost like Hawaiian, like a Hawaiian Lua. Like the, the guitar is just, Oh, it's on Avenue B. So, uh, so that means that uh, Pete Damien Marshall 
from Sam Hain plays on motorcycle. Um, <laughs> he says, I'm not going to read what he just said. Um, uh, you know what? We're not going to show that. That's not a good thing to show. I, I get the sentiment, Ben. I get the sentiment. Uh, but yeah, dancing with tears in my eyes is just, oh, it's so sad. Because the idea of like you're with someone and it kind of like goes against the adage of like, um, uh, love the one you're with, not the one you want or whatever. Um, but the idea that, you know, your heart is calling to someone, but you're with someone else and, you know, dancing with tears in my eyes because the girl in my arms isn't you dancing with somebody new when it's you might that my heart is calling to. So it's the, almost the idea that the, the in the story of the song um, that you're 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 seeing someone else, but you miss your old lover, and you're 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 hiding. Once again, all of these songs, some of these songs are about hiding sad emotions, um, hiding the truth of how you feel um, about your love, and it's just really, really, it's just a great gut wrenching song. Beautiful song though, romantic song. That's the key. The theme here is that the songs have to be romantic. They have to be romantic. Uh, they have to be romantic. They have to be about love, and they have to be. Um, uh, what did I say? Sad. What was the third? Oh, uh, tragic. Heartache. Heartache. Okay, this next song is probably the newest on the list for me, at least. Uh, it is just a, a a banger of a track that got me into Prince. Okay. And I know you're thinking off the top of my head, oh, nothing compares to you. No, it's not. I almost made this list, and I decided to, against it because it's so popular. And this song is not as popular, and I want to popular. I feel like I want to, like, I mean, it's not. Of course, it's popular. I just feel like people don't talk about this song. Everybody talks about nothing compares to you. And the song is off of uh, uh, his album called Dirty Mind. Uh, it's from 1980. And this song could have been a Beatles song, okay? This could have been a Beatles song. That's how great it is. Um, it's called When You Were Mine. Uh, when you were mine, I gave you all of my money. Time after time, you done me wrong. It was just like a train. It's just so great. You let all my friends come over and meet. So it's like a letter to a lover. And you were so strange. You didn't have the decency to change the seats. So it's about like a lover that like sleeps with other people. Um, but also like uh, just, you know, lamenting about when you were mine, uh, when you were mine, I used to let you wear all my clothes, which is something that Prince would say. You were so fine. So fine. Maybe that's the reason that it hurt me. So I know, I know that you're going with another guy. I don't care, don't care, because I love you, baby. That's no lie. I love you more than I did when you were mine. So I love you more than I did when you were mine. So now you're not mine anymore. And of course, now that I can't have you, I love you. I love you. I still want you. I want to be with you. Uh, when you were mine, you were kind of sort of my best friend. So I was blind, so blind. I let you fool around. So it's about like lovers that are in an open relationship. You're my best friend, but like, you know, maybe like we're kind of lovers. We're kind of like friends with benefits sort of thing. And, um, 
And I let you fool around. I never cared, didn't care. Never was the kind to make a fuss when he was there. Sleeping in between the two of us. (coughs) Wow. Uh, Sorry, I have a frog in my throat. He says, uh, I never was the kind to make a fuss when he was there sleeping in the bed between the two of us. I know, I know that you're going with another guy. And what's so great about this is you could have, this could have been written by the Beatles. This song absolutely is a Beatles song. You could imagine the 1964 to 1966 Beatles writing when you were mine and that's the brilliance of prince we're going to be doing a whole episode on prince i'm currently in the middle of listening to prince's entire discography i started in the year 1978 or 77 and right now i'm stuck in the year 1996 on a triple album this dude was the most prolific dude that ever lived more prolific than paul mccartney more prolific than david bowie man i mean just just crazy but this song, When You Were Mine, is just absolutely my favorite thing that he did. And then, and then you know, the end part, it kind of turns around. So he says, he kind of reveals more and more of the story. Hey, we, we were having threesomes with this guy. And then he goes, and then he goes, um, <clears throat> he says, I never was the kind to make a fuss when he was there, sleeping in between the two of us. I know, I know that you're going with another guy. I don't care, don't care, because I love you, baby. That's no lie. I love you more than I did when you were mine. And then it goes into the bridge. I can't do it. Uh, but then he goes, this is the best part. Uh, when you were mine, you were all I ever wanted to do. Now I spend my time following him whenever he's with you. So now the main character is like stalking. He's following around. When you were mine, do, 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 do. You were all I ever wanted to do. Now I spend my time. And then the music goes, do, 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 follow him around whenever he's with you. I know, I know. You're going with another. I just love it. <laughs> You please, everybody go and listen to this song. It's so fucking good. Uh, it's called Prince When You Were Mine, and it's on his second album or third album, Dirty Mind. Uh, Dirty Mind is a, is a great record all around, um, but <laughs> it's so good. It's such a good friggin' song. I, I literally can't stop listening to it. Yeah, Ben agrees. I, I saw where Ben. Where did you just say that it is? Totally sounds like a Beatles song. Says Ben. That's great. And thank you for switching over to uh, YouTube, guys. Uh, it's better if, to not be on Facebook. Be on YouTube and leave. Hey, hey! If you're just joining us, please make sure to subscribe, like, leave a comment. Days by Bowie is a great romantic sad song about owning someone all the days of your life. Okay, I will check that out. I will check that out. But we have to keep going. Okay. Is Rue Morg still here? He might not be. Sometimes he's working and he listens to the show. Uh, Rue, this is my Pixie song. Ready? I did pick a Pixie song. Uh, this is absolutely one of the most brutal Pixie songs out there. Uh, it, it, it is absolutely about love. It's not so much about romance, but it's definitely about love and heartache. And it, it is on Doolittle. 
the same album that has Here Comes Your Man. Oh, yeah, Rue is here. It's definitely um, uh, someone, one of you who's a Pixies fan knows what I'm going to say, right? Um, it almost could work as a poem. It almost could work as like a free form poem. The music is very, the music is hot. Talk about a haunting song. No, it's not Gouge Away, although Gouge Away is just a really great song that's uh, very near and dear to my heart. Doolittle is one of my all time favorite records. I have five, six, and seven tattooed on my my arm. It's not number 13. The, the song is Hey, been trying to meet you. Doom, 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 doom. Ooh, ooh. I can't even, I'm not going to do it. Um, Joey Santiago. Uh, what makes Joey Santiago such a fantastic guitar player is that he's kind of like the Marquis de Sade when it comes to playing his guitar. He literally causes, he has found a way to take a mechanical instrument and causes it to scream. He tortures his guitar. He makes his guitar wail and he does it in the song. And the lyrics go, been trying to meet you. Hey, must be a devil between us or whores in my head. Whores at the door, whores in my bed. But hey, where have you been? If you go, I will surely die. Now, here's the thing. This is a duet between Kim Deal and Black Francis. It's written by Black Francis. And the chorus is, we're chained, we're chained, we're chained, we're chained. And then he says, we're chained. And then she says, chained, chained. And it's just a very sad, it's a song of despair. And it's a song about love, but it's a a, a, a love being a, an attachment that you can't break away from. You're chained to the love, and it's been said that that Frank that Black Francis wrote this about his parents, but I think that he actually wrote this about Kim Deal. I think Kim Deal and and Black Francis had an affair, and. Kim Deal being the bass player in Black Francis. And and they had a lot of animosity towards each other over a lot of stuff. It had to do with, you know, um, a lot of competition. But I think he loved her on some level. And I think Hay is written about her. And when he's singing We're Chained, he's talking about her. But the idea of, like, being with someone and being chained to them, whether you want to be with them or not, that you are chained, you're stuck together. Um and the idea that you are going to see uh, 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 that that even though you're chained, there's a devil between the two of you and or that you're being separated by the horrors that are in your head or horrors at the door, horrors in my bed. But then turning around to your partner and saying, but hey, where have you been? You know, that you've been doing the same sort of thing. Um, and if you go, I will surely die. We're chained. So the thing is, even though we're tortured, even though there's a devil between us, if you leave, I will surely die. We are chained together. And of course, there were some photographs, like really artistic photographs that were taken, uh, imagery that was sort of like inspired by the lyrics. And they are beautiful and haunting to look at. I know I keep using those words, but it's the only way to describe it. And then this, this, this lyric is just such a, uh, uh, just so painful like just so he says oh said the man to the lady uh oh said the lady to the man she adored and the whores like a choir go uh all night and mary ain't you tired but this uh 
is the sound that the mother makes when the baby breaks. So what does that mean? The uh, that's so people are, this is, this part is about people, you know, fucking. And it's this idea that the pain that is being had here, or maybe the pain of separation from someone you love, that this uh is the same sound that a mother would would make when the baby breaks. That if your baby were to die or to shatter, that this is the sound that a mother would make. And that's it. And that's the that's the whole song. And then it goes, we're chained. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, uh, devastating song. Uh, it's a very popular song. I love it to death. Um, that is my that is my uh, my my pixie song. Okay, we're getting to the end here. We're getting to the end. Okay, this one, this one uh, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, this is a very interesting song. The, I don't know if, who's familiar with a band called the Drive By Truckers. They're kind of like um, they're 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 like a southern rock band by way of country music and. Um, I love the the some of their some of their album titles are really interesting. Like they one of their their first albums called um, Pizza Deliverance, which I think is a really great pun. And another album is called Gangster Billy. Uh, this this album is from two thousand two or two thousand three, and it's called Decoration Day. All of the art, uh, and they've done a bunch of. I mean, they've done so many albums. They they put out a lot of music. Um, all of the art is done by this guy named Wes Freed. And he just has these beautiful, and all of the imagery is like Southern, it's like Southern Gothic imagery. And um, I I don't know, I don't know what, um, I don't know what it means, but here's a little trivia fact that really just sort of explains it really. Um, there's a phrase in the South about familial relations that goes, the closer the kin, the deeper in. Um, and, w- you know, what that means, what that basically means is incest. And that's what the song is about. This song is a love song. It's like a country, Southern, Western love song uh, about a uh, about a, a, a brother who had already... Uh, was already had left home by the time you were born. And this is the story that's being told. By the time you were born, there were four other siblings with your mama waiting, your daddy in jail, and your oldest brother was was away at home, and you didn't meet him till you were 19 years old, old enough to know better, old enough to know better. But you took So it's about um, a 19-year-old girl who is... Uh, physically attracted to her brother <coughs> who um who who had moved away from home and she was old enough to know that 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 this is not that this is forbidden but she still took to his jawline and his long sandy hair and he made you feel like none of the others and the way that he looked at you touched you deep down in there uh Patterson Hood has such a way with lyrics man uh, such a way with lyrics. I mean, what what a what a image that kind of pay, uh, paints for you. Um, that that especially that last line and the way that he looked at you, 
touched you deep down in there. So you jumped on his bike and you rolled into sunset, but the sequel, it started with the next morning sun. So the idea of like, you feel like you're living in a movie and you jump on the bike and you ride into the sunset and you live happily ever after. But the sequel, the next day, uh, started with the next morning sun and the dew on the bike seat and you all aglow for the love he put in you and a life on the run. So you're, you're now on the run because you've banged your brother and he knocked you up. So you move to a small town and then to another and then to another with another on its way. And you both swore to God that you would keep it together and the state wouldn't take your babies away. Uh, just really sad. Now, the district attorney said he might have forgiven. You had lots of reasons to turn out this way, but you'll both go to jail for them four little babies you made and delivered along the way. Last night, you had a dream of a Lord so forgiving he might show compassion for a heathen he damned. You awoke in a jail cell alone and so lonely seven years in Michigan. And, um, it's just, uh, it's, uh, you know what? It's just one of those, ba- it's like a ballad story and, uh, you know, folk tradition of telling a story in a song and it's called the deeper and it's about, you know, forbidden romance of the, of the highest order, highest, highest order. Uh, a lot, there are a lot of great songs on decoration day. I'd recommend everybody check it out, especially sinkhole, which is the second track. This is the first track. The second track is sinkhole. And that is a real dark rocker just really great um about uh that i actually inspired a screenplay that i wrote i wrote a screenplay about that song called sinkhole uh except mine was called hit run um but it was the same sort of sentiment about uh about a sinkhole and burying a body in it um okay we're coming to the end now this is our 13th song okay um i have to put tsol on here I was going to do a song from the Trigger Complex, but I was reminded of one of the saddest songs about love and romance and heartache. And it's off of their seminal album, Beneath the Shadows, man. A lot of people hated this album when it came out because it was TSOL bravely venturing away from the sound that all the hardcore punkers and you know Southern California had grown to love about them. <coughs> they added Greg on keyboards. Greg's kids would end up being in Fiddler. Max and Elvis are are are, are in Fiddler, but their father Greg was the keyboardist in TSOL. He's still there to this day, and um, it's just a very post-punk gothic, just awesome, awesome, awesome album. And of course, there's st- the standout track is a song called "Wash Away." And it was, as I said, it was released in 1982 and it sort of like juxtaposes two things together. The first thing is the idea of wild horses couldn't drag me away from the Rolling Stones. There's no other way that they did. Of course, they got that from that. But the also the idea of tears in the rain sound seems to be like a Blade Runner reference. And that movie had come out in 82, the same time that this was written. And it would, you know, it wouldn't be such a far-fetched notion that, Jack Grisham, uh, who I think wrote the lyrics to this, had gone to see maybe Blade Runner and been inspired by the notion of tears in the rain. And the it comes from a, one of the greatest soliloquies, one of the greatest monologues in all of sci-fi films, let alone films, period, 
where uh, Rudger Hauer is about to die. He's a replicant and he's telling Harrison Ford, he says, all my memories gone, like tears in the rain, the idea of the idea of dying and the idea of everything that you know uh, returning to something larger than yourself, uh, droplets going into an ocean, tears in the rain, that you will no longer be a distinctive personality, but that your your the your liquid will will just be amongst all the other liquid, you know. Um, and the lyrics are just very just like emo and gothy and sad, and I love them. Sad memories the gathering rain brings. I loved her, but I'll never see her face again. Clouds rise their heads in the morning. The way I once walked on by her, but now she's gone and I'll never raise my face again. Raise my face again. And then white horses, instead of wild horses, it's white horses dragged my lover from me. The clouds rushed in and drowned my sorrow with the rain. My friends, who can't relate to this part? My friends try to lift me. They understand how I'm feeling, but the truth holds me down. She came and went with the rain. Uh, and then once again, white horses dragged. I think it's not. I think it's wild horses. I don't think it's white horses. Wild horses dragged my lover from me. Wild horse do do down my sorrow in the rain with the rain. And then there's like a break in the song, and he goes, "Now those." It's just. It's so. It's so emo. Now always the storms come. Raindrops run down my windows. All that's left is a picture. But someday it too will wash away. And then like Greg does this thing on the keyboard. Wash away. I watched her walk away with the rain. And if you watch Suburbia, you'll see the best live performance of this song. It's just really great. And it's just, you know, just again, I think of this as just, this is just sad. Everybody go put this song on right now. Wash Away by TSOL. It's just a sad teenage angst song. That's what it is. Sad memories gathering rain brings. I love her, but I'll never see her face again. Clouds rising their heads in the morning. The way I once walked by, but now she's gone. And I'll never raise my face again. Raise my face again. And the way that the piano goes. Wild horses drag my. I'm just destroying the song. Sorry. Okay. We're down to our bonus cup. That's right. Just like the descendants. We're doing the bonus cup, baby. Or is that all? I don't know. Whatever. This is the bonus cup. So one extra song. And this is this is a soundtrack tune. I guess you would say um, it's from a musical. It's a beautiful song and it kind of like recontextualizes what love actually is. And it's based on actual mythology. Like this is taken from mythology. I don't know if it's Greek mythology. I think it is in the song. They incorporate all sorts of mythologies because they want, to sort of encompass all of humankind and not just a particular, you know, people. And um, this song is called The Origin of Love. And it's from a musical called Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Oh, you know what it is? Yeah, it's it's based on Pl- uh, Plato's most beautiful myths, the origin, how love was. That's what it is. That's what it is. And it's just, 
it's just really, really, it's a really, uh, once again, it's a, it's a, it's a story song. And yeah, it's based on uh, Pluto's uh, myth of love and what love really is. And I think it's one of the most, I think it's one of the most defining songs about what love is and what like, you know, why we do the things we do and how, you know, someone once said to me, Jeff, what is love? And they wanted me to like intellectually explain to them what love was. And I couldn't do it. I, I literally couldn't do it because in my experience, love has never been ever anything that I could explain. It was only a feeling. And when you, when you feel it, when you feel it, you know it and it will drive you. It will pull you. Uh, it will cause you to do just crazy things. It, it's, that's not an excuse for doing crazy things. I'm just saying that it, it, um, it, 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 it's a magnet. It's like this magnet force uh, on some sort of higher intelligence above cognitive thought and just operates on its own. And, um, and, and it's, and this song is called the origin of love. So let's take a look at the lyrics. I love the lyrics. This is pro- I'm glad we're ending on this song. Cause this is a happy song. Oh, it's not really a happy song. It's, um, I don't know how to describe it, actually. Uh, He says, when the earth was still flat and the clouds made of fire and mountains stretched up to the sky, sometimes higher, folks roamed the earth like big rolling kegs. They had two sets of arms and they had two sets of legs, two sets of legs. They had two faces peering out of one giant head so they could watch, watch all around them and they talk while they read. And they never knew nothing of love. It was before the origin of love. So this idea that this is the this is the way things were before love even existed. So what is love ultimately? What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. No. Um. What is love? Love ultimately is a, a mag magnetic force that draws two people together. That's the that is the i think that is probably the greatest definition of what love is you know what i'm saying um that's what it is man it's when it's a, a an unexplainable magnetism that pulls two people together you don't have to have anything in common with that person you don't have to even speak the same language but yet something otherworldly connects you to them uh and causes you to uh feel a certain way um and that's and the idea of this myth and this story is that that did not exist um because people were whole they had two sets of arms and two sets of legs what what, that doesn't make any sense nobody has four four arms and four legs but in the story they do uh let's read on uh, and there were three sexes then, uh, one that looked like two men glued up back to back called the children of the sun. And in similar shape in earth were the children of the earth. They looked like two girls rolled up in one and the children of the moon were like a fork stuck in a spoon. They were part sun, part earth, part daughter, part sun, the origin of love. So let's talk about like the, the different the different sexes and that, you know, everybody is included here. You know, if you know what Hedwig and the angry itch is about, 
uh, you will uh, inch inch is about you. You would understand. I'm not going to get into all that. Um, and then it talks about now the gods grew quite scared of our strength and defiance. And Thor said, I'm going to kill them all with my hammer. Like I killed the, the giants, but Zeus said, no, you better let me use my lightning like scissors. Like I cut the legs off of whales and you know, legs. And now they're in the ocean and dinosaurs into lizards. Then he grabbed up some bolts and he let out a laugh. He said, I'll split them right down the middle, going to cut them right down in half. And the storm clouds gathered above into great balls of fire. And then fire shot down from the sky in bolts, like shining blades of a knife. And it ripped right through the flesh of the children of the sun and the moon and the earth. And some Indian gods, it's like encompassing everything. It's not just you have you have uh, you have Zeus, you have Thor, you have uh, Indian God. It's like using a bunch of people. Uh, some Indian God sold the sewed the wound up into a hole, uh, pulled it around our bellies to remind us of the price we pay, so that our belly buttons are are essentially the scars of being ripped apart by the gods. Because what are all myths about? Myths are about explaining the unexplainable, right? And that's what this is doing. It's why do we have belly buttons? We have belly buttons because we used to be, we are halves. We are, we are born as have people and we used to be whole and happy and complete. And the gods were scared of us being happy and whole and complete. So they ripped us in half. And now when we look down at our belly buttons, we see that we're not, that we've been ripped, that we're not whole. Right. Um, so he pulled it around to our bellies to remind us of the price we pay. And then Osiris, that's an Egyptian God, right? Osiris and the gods of the Nile gathered up a big storm to blow a hurricane, to scatter us away in a flood of wind and rain and a sea of tidal waves to wash us all away. And if we don't behave, they'll cut us down again, meaning that We'll be we'll, we'll go from being halves to being quarters, and we'll be hopping around on one foot and looking through one eye. So it's it's kind of like play. It's a song that's playful, but it's also really like kind of th there is heartache. It's sad. It's a sad song. And then this part is just this part is about this part is so like to me. I think it's really deep, and it's about finding your soulmate. It's about finding someone who 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 has that ma who magnetizes to you in that kind of way it says the last time i saw you we had just split in two you was looking at me and i was looking at you you had a way so familiar but i could not recognize because you had blood in your face and i had blood in my eyes because they had just been ripped apart in half I i'm remembering that we used to be together and he says but i could swear by your expression that the pain down in your soul was the same as the one down in mine. So these two halves that have been ripped apart share the same pain. So love is not a positive emotion. Love is a pain of being separated and the magnetism trying to pull yourself together so that you can feel whole as one. That's what love is. Love is magnetism bringing two halves together. And I think it's just a really powerful, powerful motion. It's a powerful way of writing a song, taking from something so ancient and just, 
I think it's, I think it's really, really, really profound. He says, um, he says, uh, but I could not recognize cause you had blood in your face and I had blood in my eyes, but I could swear by the, by your expression that the pain down in your soul was the same as the one down in mine. That's the pain that cuts a straight line down through the heart. We call it love. So the idea is that love is a pain that, that separates us. Right. And then, um, we wrapped our, we call it love. We wrapped our arms around each other, tried to shove ourselves back together. We were making love, making love. So fucking is just trying to fit back together with someone else. That's what making love is. It's trying to take the two halves and make them whole. I, I mean, that blew my mind when I first read these lyrics. I thought that was so fascinating. We wrapped our arms around each other, tried to shove ourselves back together. Uh, we were making love, making love. Yes, Jake Bailey, it is Pluto. It is based on Pluto, 100%. Um, it was a cold, dark evening such a long time ago when by the mighty hand of Jove, it was a sad story of how we became lonely, two-legged creatures. It's the story. It's the origin of love. That's the origin of love. Now, the movie the movie Hedwig and the Angry Inch sort of dispels the idea that there is no prophecy, that there, that love doesn't exist and that there is no, there, there, there are no star crossed lovers, but that's a story for another day. So that is all of our songs. Um, thank you for, for I, wow. I can't believe that we went for 84 minutes. I really thought that was going to be a 50 minute video, um, but it was not just like anything else. Um, I'm going to post the Spotify playlist, uh, to accompany this, this video. And like I said, this was an experiment. If you enjoyed this and want to see more, we can do another, uh, I can make another list of songs, uh, just trying to throw things out there and, and see what sticks and what does not stick. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Uh, on Wednesday, tomorrow, I'll be back with another show. Hopefully. Wednesday, we have Pizza Punk. Thursday, there is no show because I am doing something very important. Keep your fingers crossed. Let's make sure everything happens because uh, then I'll have a really big surprise. And what else can I say? Uh, nothing. That's it. Thank you again. We'll hopefully see you tomorrow night. Peace and air grease. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk, and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now, I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers, and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 
38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.